You're listening to Guitar Goddess Radio with Azina. We are sitting down today with the amazing and talented Miss Dinny Bonet. Welcome to Guitar Goddess. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure, and you look fabulous. Thank you so much. What is that? Jiggles. You can't see it, but it does jiggle. I guess it's black on black, but hey, jiggles, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> that works. What's the mural behind you? Um, the mural actually is uh, very cool. Here, I can show it to you. Okay. Um, it is actually called... Uh, blue guitar dance. Ooh, can you see it? I do. It's beautiful. It, it was done by a friend of mine named Greg Leach, who lives in um, Richmond, Virginia. And um, people, you know, it's it's some dude playing a guitar and people dancing, and it makes me happy. It makes <laughs> me. Ha- <laughs> it's a little wacky, like me. <laughs> I love it. I love the bright colors and everything. And I also love your new CD. It's all good. So tell me all about it. Oh, boy. Well, let me see. Where do we begin? <laughs> tell um, me about the writing. Let's start from the beginning. How did uh, the songs come to be? Well, I decided um, last summer that I wanted to set out to write a CD, which normally in the past, I have a few CDs out, and normally in the past, um, we put the CDs together more uh, like a, a song from this and a song from that, and then it ends up being a CD. So this was one of the first times that I'd ever set out with kind of a theme, and my theme was I wanted to make a really happy record, because I kind of feel like these days people are kind of miserable. There's so much shit going down in the world right now that um, I tend to deal with stuff like that by instead of getting introverted and writing songs that are, you know, oh, my life, it sucks, you know, stuff like that. I tend to look at it more like, how about writing stuff that makes me happy from the inside? And that's really what I set out to do. And um I started calling up people to write with and decided that I had written a song from my previous CD with Richard Barone from the band The Bongos. And Richard's a really good friend of mine, and he's also a very positive, happy person and knows a lot of people, which is great. <laughs> so um, I called Richard, and we went out on my back deck. I actually am lucky enough that we have this beautiful outdoor space here in New York, which is very rare. And the weather was really nice, and we sat out there, and we laughed really hard, uh, you know, just coming up with ideas and we ended up writing the title track, which is the song It's All Good. And ironically, that song was about a breakup. Um, and it was, uh, it was not a, a, a relationship, you know, as in husband-wife kind of breakup, but more of a relationship with someone that I'd been working with. And um, he was also going through various breakups and we decided okay well let's take the same treatment to what we're saying here this kind of sucks but we're going to write a happy breakup song (laughs) so that's what it's all good is it's all good it's all good everything is like it should be it right be it wrong be it written be it written in a song it's all good it's all fine it's ridiculous it's sublime it's all good it's all good all the time which is the chorus 
And when I play it live, it kind of ends up being a sing-along, which is kind of, oh, I never fucking hear the words. So, um, but um, then from there, we continued writing, and then we went back into my repertoire of songs that I had never recorded. And um, we I had actually done a track, uh, my version of Please Please Me, um, I don't know if you got to hear that, yes, but it's yes. kind of minor gypsy-like, and um, it's very different. And I love playing it live because we'll play the song, and we started out, dun, dun, da, 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 and people are like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and it starts singing, come on, come on. So um, I did that track, actually, with a, a guy named Roger Greenwald, okay. and we had done it for his website, which is... Um, uh, Beatles ukulele complete um, so it features a lot of ukulele <laughs> nice. but um, we did that track and I thought well you know we got to put this on the record um, so uh, meanwhile Richard uh, he did a, a lot of work with Fred Schneider okay. from the B-52s yeah. and I always had this I have this song called Girl Party and I thought how fun if Fred was the ringleader of the girl party. Why not? <laughs> right. So we called him up, and he came and, and and did his his magic on that track. And then um, I ended up sitting in with the group Snow Patrol mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, sort of a monster yeah. must band, you know. <laughs> and um, Peter Buck, I didn't realize that um, I've known Pete for a long time. Uh, I actually sat in with them, and re- I'm on a record with uh, Best of Mountain Stage, them doing Losing My Religion, so I'm recording with them. But um, when he found out that I was working with Richard Barone, he said, oh, the bongos, Richard, I love him. If you want any tracks on here, just send, you know, I'll, I'll play on your record. I'm like, well, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So um, so Pete's playing on a track called Safety Date, which actually, ironically, I wrote that song with with Roger Greenwald many years ago. And it's kind of kind of once again, kind of a safety date, how I hate good, not great safety date. You know, I, I'll be your safety date. But um, as we all have been safety dates for somebody at some point. Oh, you know? yes. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It was just a really fun project. And people pretty much everybody donated their time and their energy mm. to it. So I think that the energy behind the record has this really um, universally great feeling behind it, mostly because, like I said, everybody gave of themselves, and yeah. which is great for me because I didn't have the money to do a record. <laughs> you know? So um, we got uh, Steve Adabo, who uh, has this wonderful studio called Shelter Island in New York, that um, he he worked a lot with uh, Suzanne Vega okay. back in the day. I think he had something to do with Luca and all those the songs from that record. And um, Steve Holly played drums on it. And Steve is like about my favorite drummer of all time. He played in Wings with Paul McCartney, and he plays with Ian Hunter, and he's really fabulous. So um, it's just it's just a fun record. Yeah. You should play it really loud and dance naked in your living room when you listen to it. Woo-woo! I like that Woo-woo. indoors. <laughs> it's a little difficult for me because I live across from a church, 
So I have to pull the curtains down so the nuns don't see me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. As a multi-instrumentalist, like how do you decide what instruments to play on which track? I mean, you know, your violin playing is just totally burning. And then you've got the ukulele going. You've got guitar. You know, you're all over the place. Like how do you decide what to put where? <laughs> well, ironically, um. You know, the last track on the record, which is uh, The Glory of Love, that's me playing everything. Wow. But, and I did it in my studio in the other room. Uh, I did everything but drums, and I replaced the drums with um, with Steve Holly because I could. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, I know we can use my canned drums on this one, but can you play? Because it'll sound so much better. Um you know, here's the, the, the thing is, you know, I, I surround myself, I'm really blessed and really lucky that I know some really, really, really great players. And um, I look at the song and I say, you know, it's not so much an ego. I, sh- I don't think anyone should produce a record for their ego. You know, I don't think ever, anyone should just do a record that says, well, you know, I'm really hot on ukulele right now, so I'm going to play every song on ukulele, um, or every song is going to have ukulele. I always joked that I was going to do a record called When Tambourine Was King, um, <laughs> only because I love the tambourine, but you don't want it on, well, maybe you do want it. You do want tambourine on every song, yes. always. But, um, you know, I, I do know that people might be better at certain things, you know, like, um, certain guitarists have, uh, you know, I, I primarily play rhythm, uh, which is ironic because I think very linear mm-hmm. because of the nature of my violin. And I, with the violin, I like to think of my violin playing as an electric guitar. I, I've never listened to other violinists. I don't, I listen to guitarists, you know, and, Ironically, some of my favorite guitarists are like The Edge, Johnny Marr, nice. um, Peter Buck, people who play more texturally. Yeah. Um, and uh, Johnny Greenwood of, of Radiohead, mm-hmm. you know. So I like to try to think of my violin as how does it fit into that picture, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who play lead instruments tend to do what I call playing Emily's and Ernie's. Emily, 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 Ernie, Ernie, Ernie. I, I, I don't really care for that style that much. I like things that will create a bed and, and fit into that bed. Um, that being said, um, my birthday was yesterday. Oh, um, happy birthday. Um, you should still be partying. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> because I still have the weekend. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Good job. <laughs> uh, I'm going to 80s night on, uh, on Saturday Love night. Love it. We're dancing. <laughs> we're dancing on 80s night. But um, I don't know. I I, I still, um, and I believe me, that's why I'm a little cloudy today because <laughs> we're Mexican and I have I had a few margaritas last night, so... You deserve them. I saved it up. They told me I was a cheap date last night because I haven't been drinking much, and it kind of all came back last night. Like, three drinks, I'm like, woohoo! Hands <laughs> on the table. But um, the thing I did yesterday, I actually started my new CD yesterday. 
fascinating. Um, writing. Okay. And um, I'm actually, uh, my next CD is going to be all instrumental. That being said, you know, um, because everyone keeps asking me, when are you going to do that record? And I've been mm -hmm. saying forever, I'll do it eventually. Yeah. So I had a writing session with um, an old colleague of mine, uh, Steve Gabori, who plays keyboards with Cindy Lauper. Nice. And I worked with him when I played with Cindy. Okay. And um, it was the first time we've written together, and I'm so excited. It, we came up with, I told him, I said, we're going to have to call this one my birthday suit or something. Yeah. <laughs> We play it naked. I got this naked thing. It's funny. Um, <laughs> it's because your talk. birthday. <laughs> it's exactly it. I'm all talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I really love like you know all the textures and everything that you combine musically. You know, with your violin, are you using pedals? Are you using? Let's talk about technology a little bit. You know, oh, what are love you? That. What are you working with? You know, share a little bit about your setup, your, you know, how you pull together your sounds. Um, oh, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for years, I used stomp boxes. For years, I was using boss pedals, um, you know, primarily boss pedals. And then every now and then I'd step out and use a, you know, some kind of a different distortion or something. Um and for a long time, one of my main sounds was the, uh, what is it, Boss uh, DD1 or something? It's like, it's like a pink. It's the pink pedal. The distortion? Up. No, it's delay. Oh, the delay. Okay, okay. DD1 or something with the, the, the um, analog delay. Okay, okay. Because I found, especially with the violin, the analog sounds, you know, just... It's, it was so warm, and I, I've sort of run the gamut of going with my sound of using, um, going for, you know, more different distortions and whatnot, and right now, I've come back full circle. Right now, my sound has become more, um, I, I won't say pure, but I've been playing a lot more uh, acoustic violin, mm -hmm. Um, I, I now have a website called overdubstrings.com, and that's overdubstrings.com. And I'm, <laughs> I'm doing a lot of remote recording. So Audio-Technica, I'm endorsed with them, so I have a couple of really beautiful Audio-Technica mics. And um, the uh, I, I really uh, just find that when I record... If I record a pure sound, I have no problem. I'm so not proud with someone taking the sound and in the studio and manipulating it, putting it through, because I feel that in the studio, they have better, you know, and purer gear. And a lot of studios here, like Avatar New York, is going yeah. to have some, you know, pretty monstrous amps to run it through. So they take the sound, they run it through an amp, and it virtually does the same thing. Live, um, I've switched to um, I'm now using a Boss, uh, it was ME10, I think it's an ME10, um, the multi-effects, mm -hmm. and I'm getting some fantastic sounds out of that. Um, it, I had a, an experience about a year and a half ago um, with the, the various stomp boxes, mm -hmm. And I think it was actually that analog pedal that finally, after God knows how many years, gave out, <laughs> um, where I stomped on it, and it would go, <laughs> and which, it was 
during a concert and stepped on it and the whole audience went <laughs> and screamed and I thought well maybe it's time to change my pedal setup um, because I am causing extreme ear bleeding to and pain to my audience which is not what I'm trying to go for here I mean I like to make them bleed occasionally but yeah. only when I want them to not on by accident so um, Zeno let me look this up I just want to make sure don't go okay. start the painting a half a second okay I because I know it's terrible, and I, I, I'm pretty positive. I just want to quote this correctly: that uh, pedal, 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 pedal board, pedal board. Um, you know what? I'm buried in the closet from hell. Um, <laughs> you know what? I will. I will email you that. Make yeah, sure you can that- email me. We can edit this part out. We can. You can email me. It'll be yeah. all good. It's all I'm good. I'm pretty sure it's an ME10, but I, okay. I just want to make sure. Okay. Cool. You know? Awesome. I don't know. It's a number. I know. You know, it's really interesting. I love asking women about what pedals they're using because I have women on either end. Some are intimidated and won't go anywhere near pedals. Some are very married to pedals. Some are kind of in the middle. And so I like to hear like what people are using, you know, what's really working for you and, you know, how you're getting your tone because, you know, as people listen to your music, they go, wow, that's amazing. That's cool. Or they go to a concert and they don't really understand how to re-manipulate that. And not that right. they can do exactly what you're doing, but it's a learning. You know, it's also, you know, part of this is also teaching, you know, the younger girls, like, you know, what to do, what to look for, you know. And, and speaking of that, what would be your advice to someone young who's just starting out? You know, they're maybe a violinist, maybe a guitarist, and, you know, they're starting to do their first shows. You know, what would your advice be? Well, I got plenty of advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I would absolutely advise uh, women, number one, don't be intimidated. It, it is very much a man's world. Yes. And I, the comment I get all the time is things like, man, you play a mean fiddle for a girl. I'm like, no, I play mean fiddle for anybody. You know, yes. and you got to stand up without being an ass. You have to stand up to yourself. And, you know, if you're dealing with a club owner or you're dealing with a promoter, you know, don't be afraid to to speak up your, you know, speak your mind. And, you know, you have to be prepared. You know, you cannot go to a rehearsal um, if someone's having you sit in or play or something. Be prepared. One of the things that... Um, you over-prepare. You know, you need to be over-prepared. If someone's got charts, put them in a book. Um, I know it sounds goofy, but it's a simple thing that, you know, if you have, I have seen this happen so many times where people will have a stack of charts, put it on a stand, and someone hits a stand over, and the charts go flying. And you're wearing a skirt, and it looks really bad. You know, put your to get go out to Staples and get plastic inserts and put your stuff in a book and be ready, you know. And then when it comes time for the gig, if you don't have your music memorized, have make cheat sheets and put it on the floor really large, you know, (laughs) so that it doesn't look like you're reading those charts. But uh, that that is I know it's like common sense advice, but. You know, as far as the, the um, you know, never, ever, ever use your womanhood as an excuse because that 
that just I had a drummer, a girl drummer, um, many years ago, who would every now and then use her menstrual cycle as an excuse, and she didn't last very long in my band. And um, I pulled her aside and said, "What the hell? You know, yeah. that's that's not good for us. You're making it bad for us." You know, um, I think over the years, you know, I, I've kind of proven myself as a player, you know, and it, it, it you really, I don't know, you just, you never want to be an asshole and you never, ever want to um, give people a reason later to come back and say, you know, I worked with her and she was a jerk. Always remember that whatever you say and whatever you say behind someone's back is going to come back and bite you in the butt. You know, you, you really have to just be nice, you know, because that that's part of being a woman. Yes, you know? yes exactly. <laughs> and and that, that just shows it just shows, the you know, the, the testosterone of the world that, you know, it's great to have a woman in your band. Mm-hmm. It's really good to have a woman in your band because not only are we fun, but we're considerate and we come prepared and blah, 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 you know, and all those things. Yes. You know. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for saying that. And, you know, it may sound like common sense to you, but to a lot of readers and a lot of people who are going to watch this video, it's not really, you know, they're thinking, oh, I can put it on my iPad. You know, there's so much new technology out there, but really the old school stuff is really what it's all about. You know, putting it in your binder and just, you know, like you said, showing up, being prepared, over prepare. We can't hear those things enough. So thank you so much for sharing that. The other thing is, too, organization-wise, I I don't know about, I I mean, I have to say I'm not the neatest person in the world, much to my husband's chagrin. (laughs) You don't want to see the rest of (laughs) the pile of instruments over there. (laughs) I can um, relate. (laughs) It's a little scary over there. But, um, you know, because I do play with a lot of different people besides my own project, Having those notebooks makes it, you know, really easy that if someone calls me up um, who I haven't played with in a few weeks and they have a show in two days, I have all their charts, each song on a different page, and they'll say, well, here's the set. I can put that book together in a second, Mm -hmm. and I'm ready to go. Yes. Well, I have to practice it first, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. I mean, after a while, and then, you know, I, I tried putting stuff on my iPad, you know, into um, different programs and everything. But, uh, and I know there's a lot of, shall we say, cats, you know. I know yeah. these guys who, like, play on Broadway and whatever, and they have their entire book on their iPad with yeah. their foot switch. Right, right. Page. I'm like, eh. Okay, we tried that. <laughs> I'm not going by the foot switch. It's not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we we talked a little bit about songwriting earlier. What is your process with songwriting? You know, what comes first? Is it the melody? Is it the you know what? What is your process? Um, my standard process is that usually I'll get a song idea um, I have in on my I, iPhone I am such an I, I girl yeah. I'm not a girl I, I, I should get Apple 
to endorse me. I know, um, right? <laughs> no, like, give me a lot of money, please. Yeah. Um, so I have um, I have a, a, a notebook program that I use that has a category called song ideas, and. I'm constantly walking. I mean, I thank God I live in New York City. There's always a song idea. I see things yes. all the time. And um, and then I will start singing like a line, you know. Um, I have a song called I Can't Get Anything Done Because I'm Having Too Much Fun. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, I can't, I can't. I can't get anything. I can't, I can't, I can't. And, you know, and then the whole song came from just sort of sitting around going, I can't, I can't. Okay, that's good. That'll work. <laughs> um, but the other thing is I like, I do co- co-write a lot okay. of my songs. And I will take those song ideas. And I do write primarily with guitarists okay. because my songs jangle. Mm-hmm. So what better way to write except this new project is so something totally different but um you know the, the instrumental thing working with this is the first time i've ever worked with a keyboard player oh. like writing with a keyboard player cool. um and i write on keyboard sometimes but my songs that i write on keyboard tend to sound i call them more like um Thelma and louise you know <laughs> sound, sounding very cinematic <laughs> and, um which is why I prefer writing on guitar. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll just get a, a riff, you know, some chords, and, and just play them, and then just go through my little list of song ideas. Um, but usually it tends to be a, a combination of um, writing, uh, a, usually a chorus idea, mm-hmm. you know, like a line, mm-hmm. and just sort of singing it, singing that and playing it against chords until finally I, it sort of explodes into a song. I, I probably, you know, some people I'm sure slave over it a lot more, uh, you know, and change their lyrics five gazillion times and whatever. I kind of go for the, the attitude of, gosh, well, it kind of felt good when I was singing it then. And, you know, usually when I'm writing a song, the people who I write with, I mean, they're amazing people of this guy Bill Clift in England um he and I've written a lot of songs together and if it doesn't we 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 wrote uh, the song one in a million which has now gone viral did you get to see the video yes I did that's awesome congratulations thank you it's really put a link on that I will I will I get the fly in the video I know I love that and I love the like you've got the little outfit with the uh, belly dancing beads on I'm like that's so fun well I have a I have a really good friend uh named Michael Quinn and Michael is he's a he's one of these guys where you don't he does so many different things. He's a writer. He's a playwright. He writes poetry. And he works for a living. He works in a mannequin factory. <laughs> uh, like the manager of a mannequin, like the last mannequin factory in New York. And Michael came over and went into my closet and just, he brought some stuff. I was wearing his leopard pants. hats <laughs> on there, that, the wild yeah, hats were yeah. his. Um, but he came over and we put together 11 outfits, you know, the pajamas were his too. It was like, Oh, you wear these. These are great. <laughs> so, um, that, that outfit, the harem outfit, we called yes. it. 
was based on my skirt that has trolls on it, my fabulous troll skirt, which I've had for a million years. And um, and he had kind of the, the other parts of it. We just put that thing together, and it's like, oh, it kind of looks like a harem dress. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I wanted to hear the bells shaking, you know. (laughs) We had so much fun with that. Um, The whole video was, once again, huge amounts of fun. Um, But what were we talking about before that? There's the uh, tequila in my head. (laughs) We were talking about your songwriting process. Uh, Songwriting. (laughs) Um, Bill Cliff was in town. His his wife was doing it at a, a, a gallery show. Um, in Manhattan, she had gotten uh, an art exhibit, exhibition. So uh, he came in, and, and he was actually not feeling great. Um, and turned out he was getting over some food poisoning from, like, the night before or something. I'm like, Bill, you're only here for a day. Let's write a song. <laughs> and he, he's always making fun of me when I'm saying, like, so what is there not to like? You gotta like it. So after that line, um, um, one in a million girl, what is there not to like? <laughs> He's so good. Um, so we wrote that song in like less than an hour. Wow. That's and, great. Um, you know, eh, you don't want to overthink these things. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. It's true. You know, talking about songwriting and partnering with people, how does that work? Like, how do you decide, like, who does what? You know, for our younger artists who are just getting started and, you know, some people write in, they're a little bit intimidated about working with other people. Can you talk a little bit about that? You know, what is that sure. process? Um, you know, the process, I think, is different with different people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fortunately, a lot of the people that I write with um, have similar attitudes um, toward writing. Um, and, like, I, I wrote um, the girl, the, the tune Cynical Girl with um, Katie Mack. And Katie's had some a lot of success as a songwriter um, writing. She wrote the theme song to The Guiding Light. No way. Um, way that's awesome unfortunately guiding light then went off the air a year after she wrote the theme song but i guess you know she said if you want your television show to go off the air well then you know (laughs) hire her to write the theme song but um but writing with her was great because she's written with a lot of like more nashville there's a whole nashville school Mm -hmm. um and a lot of times uh, unfortunately you'll hear horror stories with that i you know that you know you will write with a famous person and they will write one line and get half credit or yeah. large credit. Um, but fortunately the people who I'm writing with, um, usually we will get together and toss around some ideas, um, and maybe both be holding guitars and, and just start sort of doodling. And then, once you're doodling, you know, you, you'll say, okay, like with the case with Katie, um, I had the idea of having a song that was going to be the answer to Marshall Crenshaw's tune, Cynical Girl. He has a song called, I'm going out, da, 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 looking for a cynical girl. So I was thinking, well, how about I'm that cynical girl? <laughs> and I've had this idea forever. I mean, I've been walking around forever, and I told Katie, um, Katie, I'm thinking of the song, Cynical Girl. And then we just uh, started 
bashing it, you know, and she was, I'm that cynical girl, you know, and she had, she, she would have like a line and it's almost like a game in that, you know, you, you, one person has one line and then that triggers something in you. Um, I think you need to find people that are not going to be overly critical, um, because the worst thing that can happen is to write with someone who is shoot, shooting down everything you come up with. That is going to just destroy your ego. And you have to, even if that other person has written nine million songs and is published and blah, 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 don't be intimidated. You know, you're just as valid as the next guy. Maybe you've only written 10 songs, but maybe they're really good. It's not about numbers. You know, it's, it's really about... Um, coming up with stuff that makes you smile. And I, I did years ago work with somebody who um, had been an, an English major. And, um, you know, I did let, often I'd have, I'd have like almost maybe a whole verse written and bring the whole verse into the mix. And then, you know, the lines would get changed to be something a little bit more literate. Well, so what? What makes that more literate? You know, just because you got a degree in English lit doesn't mean that your <laughs> words are better than mine. Right. So just don't be intimidated. Okay. This is all about not being intimidated. <laughs> it is. I'm going to title this the unintimidated. Do not be intimidated. Interview. Don't be intimidated. I mean, look, if people can sit there... Um, I'm, I'm pretty proud of my Wikipedia page. Oh, yes. You are a rock star. <laughs> own it. Own it. <laughs> no, it's crazy, right? I mean, it's like you read the Wikipedia page and you go, holy mackerel, you yeah. know. But I'm a pretty nice person. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, nothing makes me happier than after a show that I will have, like, a young girl come up to the stage and say, you know, I'm, I just started taking lessons and, you know, can I look at your instrument? I'm like, yeah, of course you can play it. Here, hit a pedal. You know? <laughs> play loud. Whatever it takes, you know, to get people excited about music. I think that's the bottom line. Yes. Um, I don't know. I get off on a tangent. I can't stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> and what about splits? Like when you're co-writing with someone, how do you decide, you know, how, how you split the credit? That, that's a good, really good question, Azina. Uh, I, I think you have to look at it like this. If you wrote a song and you wrote two verses and then someone comes along and writes the hook or writes the chorus, and your song is twice as great because of that chorus, that person deserves half. Okay. I think if you are known as a person as who's stickling for, well, you're, you wrote uh, 44 words and I wrote 222, <laughs> you're not going to find anyone to write with. Right, right. It's not going to happen. I think you need to say, if you're going into a writing session with somebody, uh, I, I would say 99.9 .9 of the people who I write with, it's always a 50-50 split, no matter what. Um, the song I wrote, Girl Party, um, it 
you know, there, there are different there are different things, different arrangements also that can be made from a case-to-case basis. If you really feel strongly that somebody, all they added was changed one line, sometimes people might even say, look it, I changed that line, don't even worry about it. But, you know, <laughs> then again, they might not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fred Schneider gets a writing credit on Girl Party, hmm. you know. Yeah. We wrote most of the song, but it's not the same song without Fred Schneider. Mm -hmm. And we were happy to give it to him. Yeah. So, you know, you you just, that's a case-by-case basis. Yes. Um, But normally, normally it's 50-50 or 33, 33, 34. Get that that extra one. Right. Hold on. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what about like contractually? You know, you hear a lot of things about after the song's a hit, you know, then someone comes back to you. When you're wor- working with people, are you setting it up? You know, are you writing it down at the time? Okay, this is a 50 50 split and we're agreeing to this, or is it a little bit more cash? It's a lot more cash. Okay. You're, you're frozen on my screen right now. Oh. <laughs> Am I? On no, this? you're fabulous. Okay. okay. But, but fortunately, I have to tell you, it's a really good freeze. <laughs> good. You're smiling. You look beautiful, but you're frozen. Oh. Aw. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm okay. I can keep, keep looking at your pretty picture. Okay. Um, it's, it, it is a lot more casual than that. I don't remember ever having a writing session with anybody and signing contracts or doing anything like that before. Um. Never. Okay. Uh, you know, you want to do that, do it. I'm not saying you should. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's just that's that's not my vibe. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you should, though. It's nothing wrong with saying before you start writing. I don't think there's anything wrong in saying, hey, anything we write, we're going to split, right? <laughs> um, you know, I also, I'll be honest with you, I don't sit down and write a song with somebody um, with the idea of, we're going to write a hit song now. You know, mm-hmm. we write to write. We yeah. write because that's what we do. We're musicians. We write music. Um, and I'd like to think that something's going to become a hit. You know? <laughs> but, um, you know, it does come up in that, uh, like, I have had some placements Mm-hmm. Um, on on television, and um, I just did a movie score for a movie called West of Thunder, oh. and we co-wrote that with um, my friend Neville Farmer and Ian Hatton. And Ian actually guitar god. He he played in the group Bonham for a oh, while. Okay, and um, the music though is very different it's very Americana and very um, very moody and very different from anything I'd ever really done in my own project but before we started um, that was an agreement that was the only time I've ever done that but it was a movie score yeah yeah and written as a, as a writing team mm-hmm. and we said okay no matter who writes what it's going to be split evenly nice. so and that was good you know in, in a way I've got to tell you it feels good yeah. Just not to be counting tracks. Right. You know? right. <laughs> In talking about placements, you know, how do you get started with that? 
a lot of people email, they want to know, oh, I have this song, how do I send it? And I'm like, you know, there's music supervisors, so on and so forth. But tell your experience and, and what you would advise. I wish I had that answer. <laughs> I, I totally, totally don't. I mean, the music, I've, I've been doing this a long time and the music business is really changed a lot, as yes. we all know. Yes. Um, I mean, when I've had my placements, I have a song called Bigger is Always Better that got used. <laughs> I'm not kidding, Cat House wow. uh, on HBO. And I guess someone did a Google search for Bigger is Always Better and found my song. They contacted me. Um, other, uh, there, I used to have a person who did placement. Mm-hmm. I'm looking now, so if anybody knows, you know, I wish I had an answer to that one. Uh, it's very different. Uh, I have talked to people who've used taxi, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ta- taxi service. Right. Um, I'm just not sure. Okay. I'm really not. Uh, you know, I'm in that same boat <laughs> <laughs> as we all are. Yes, we are. And what about like health and spirituality? How do you keep yourself balanced, you know, with your career? Sometimes you're touring, sometimes you're in the studio. You know, there's a lot of, of work that a musician does, and it's taxing emotionally, physically, spiritually. How do you keep it all in balance? Um, I meditate. Okay. Uh, about ooh, three or four years ago, I, I got into meditation. And I do yoga uh, probably four or five days a week. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, it's great. It's really very much changed my life. Um, I tend to take classes that are a little less teaching, shall we say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I take classes uh, with a girl named Tara Stiles who has a thing called Strala Yoga here in New York. And she had a big write-up in... Um, the New York Times as the Rebel Yoga. <laughs> uh, she's a hoot. She she was a Ford model. Uh, she's a model babe. Really, really, really wonderful person. Really wonderful person. She's got a million and one YouTube videos. So I would say, you know, if you want to get into it, look up uh, Tara T A R A Styles S T I L E S and look at some of her videos. She's very down to earth. She's very normal. Um, and um, you know, I think you need to stretch out your body and stretch out your mind before you go out there and try to do this for a living because it's a hard living. Yes. No one's going to tell you otherwise. It is tough and it's frustrating. But, you know, there are times that I sit there, I question, why the heck am I still doing this? <laughs> and then I remember, oh, that's right. I do it because I don't know anything else. I have to do it. You have to, you know, what other choice do I have? Well, it just breathes through you. I mean, just your playing is just so organic and it looks like you're having fun. And that's the thing that inspired me about you and your music is that you look like you were having fun. You know, sometimes you see people and they're playing and they're grimacing and they're looking like, you know, they're concentrating so the hard. Face. Yeah, the face. Exactly. It's all about the face. And you, There's you know. There's nothing wrong with the face. I no. Tell, I do make the face sometimes. <laughs> look at the video. There's a couple of times where making the face but but it's a happy face underneath all of that (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no you know it's 
it's it's frustrating. I mean, I'm not going to say that there are times and sometimes I go to bed, you know, I have a good cry, then I go to bed, you know? It's like, yeah. we all do it. Yes. You know, you have to do it. Yes. But then you've got to pick yourself back up and and believe in it. Mm-hmm. You, you just got to believe that, you know, that it, you're doing something that's unique, that you're doing something that's special, that, that even if you're playing the same chords that everybody else has ever played you're doing it your own way you're doing it in your own unique way yes that is so true and tell me what are you listening to these days what's on your ipod (laughs) (laughs) Um, i've been recently i've been turned on to songs i mean i was using pandora yeah uh, and and please everyone please request me on pandora please 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> is it just Debbie Bonet on Pandora? We can just request you. D E N I B O N E T. Just do it. Do oh, it. All right. Uh, and they'll go. Who the heck is that? Um, <laughs> no. I got to know why you're frozen. I want to get you back. I you know. Start? I don't know why I'm frozen. Um. Video. No. Bizarre. And you can see me though. Fine. Yeah, you look beautiful. Thank you. Well, you look beautiful, too, in your frozen state. <laughs> I don't want to um, be frozen until I'm really frozen. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, if you get frozen and you look like this, <laughs> it's great. No problem. Um, okay, what am I listening to? That's a really, really good question. What am I listening to? Keen. I love Keen. Yes. Oh, God, do I love Keen. <laughs> I, you know, that last CD, that la- their last record... Um, a record. Uh, if, if it was a record and had grooves, I probably would have worn them off. <laughs> Seriously, play that CD over and over and over. I love it. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. And then I listen. You know. Oh gosh. What do I listen to? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, uh, songs. I was telling you about songs. Yes, songs. Are you familiar with songs yet? No. It's very cool. Songs. S O N G. Z-A, it's free. Okay. And unlike uh, Spotify or Pandora, uh, you put in, like, music for the evening. Ooh. And then under music for the evening, then you'll get, like, several choices. Having friends over, cooking dinner, da 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 And then they'll just play music um, to fit your mood. And I've been, we've been using that quite a bit. It's really fun. <laughs> uh, I saw that you interviewed Katie Tunstall. I love her. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Uh, that was kind of very cool. Um, I mean, I love, I love Crowded House. I still go back and listen to old Crowded House records. I'm looking on here. Now, what do I listen to? <laughs> I love Robbie Williams. Yes. Um, oh, uh, Stevie Wonder. Super Tramp? Super um, Tramp! Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, okay, that's what I, what I have, like, permanently on my phone. Um, oh, gosh, you, uh, you too. Um, Radiohead. I have very eclectic taste, which is why mm-hmm. this songs a thing is working out quite nicely. Um, that's as cool. far as, you know, like, current pop music, um, Bruno Mars is good. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, gosh, what's uh, uh, Maroon Five? Mm-hmm. I like them. 
Yes. I like looking at them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I I mean, I I wish I could say that I just loved a lot of current uh, pop. You know, I mean, I I actually, I've had arguments with my, shall we say, muso friends about Lady Gaga. I think she's great. Yeah. Um, I, you know, people will sit there and they can argue all they want that, oh, she's not a real musician. Of course she's a real musician. Of course, yes. <laughs> and, and she's, you know, she invents herself and reinvents herself, as does Madonna, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I... Different. Uh, I have talked to people who've used taxi, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ta- taxi service. Right. Um, I'm... Just not sure. Okay. I'm really not. Uh, you know, I'm in that same boat <laughs> as we all are. Yes, we are. And what about like health and spirituality? How do you keep yourself balanced, you know, with your career? Sometimes you're touring, sometimes you're in the studio. You know, there's a lot of, of work that a musician does, and it's taxing emotionally, physically, spiritually. How do you keep it all in balance? Um, I meditate. Okay. Uh, about ooh, three or four years ago, I, I got into meditation, and I do yoga uh, probably four or five days a week. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, it's great. It's really very much changed my life. Um, I tend to take classes that are a little less teaching, shall we say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I, I take classes uh, with a girl named Tara Stiles, who has a thing called Strala Yoga here in New York. And she had a big write-up in um, the New York Times as the Rebel Yoga. <laughs> uh, she's a hoot. She, she was a Ford model. Uh, she's a model babe. Really, really, really wonderful person. Really wonderful person. She's got a million and one YouTube videos. So I would say, you know, if you want to get into it, look up. Uh, Tara, T-A-R-A, Styles, S-T-I-L-E-S, and look at some of her videos. She's very down to earth. She's very normal. Um, and, um, you know, I think you need to stretch out your body and stretch out your mind before you go out there and try to do this for a living because it's a hard living. Yes. No one's going to tell you otherwise. It is tough and it's frustrating. But, you know, there are times that I sit there, I question, why the heck am I still doing this? <laughs> and then I remember, oh, that's right. I do it because I don't know anything else. I have to do it. You have to. You know, what other choice do I have? Well, it just breeze through you. I mean, just your playing is just so organic, and it looks like you're having fun. And that's the thing that inspired me about you and your music is that you look like you're having fun. You know, sometimes you see people and they're playing and they're grimacing and they're looking like, you know, they're concentrating so the hard. Face. Yeah, the face. Exactly. It's all about the face. And you, There's you know. There's nothing wrong with the face. No. I, tell, I do make the face sometimes. <laughs> look at the video. There's a couple of times where making the face but but it's a happy face underneath all of that (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no you know it's 
it's it's frustrating. I mean, I'm not going to say that there are times and sometimes I go to bed, you know, I have a good cry, then I go to bed, you know? It's like, yeah. we all do it. Yes. You know, you have to do it. But then you've got to pick yourself back up and and believe in it. Mm-hmm. You, you just got to believe that, you know, that it, you're doing something that's unique, that you're doing something that's special, that, that even if you're playing the same chords that everybody else has ever played you're doing it your own way you're doing it in your own unique way yes that is so true and tell me what are you listening to these days what's on your ipod (laughs) (laughs) i've been recently i've been turned on to songs i mean i was using pandora yeah uh, and and please everyone please request me on pandora please 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> is it just Debbie Bonet on Pandora? We can just request you. D E N I B O N E T. Just do it. Do oh, it. All right. Uh, and they'll go. Who the heck is that? Um, <laughs> no. I got to know why you're frozen. I want to get you back. I know. So, I don't know why I'm frozen. Um, video. No. Bizarre. And you can see me though. Fine. Yeah, you look beautiful. Thank you. Well, you look beautiful, too, in your frozen state. (laughs) I don't want to be frozen until I'm really frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you, if you get frozen and you look like this, great. No problem. Um, Okay, what am I listening to? That's a really, really good question. What am I listening to? Keen. I love Keen. Yes. Oh, God, do I love Keen. (laughs) You know, that last CD, their last record... Um, a record uh, if, if it was a record and had grooves I probably would have worn them off <laughs> seriously play that CD over and over and over I love it yeah. um, oh gosh and then I listen you know oh gosh what do I listen to that's a really good question <laughs> um, oh, songs I was telling you about songs yes, are you familiar with songs yet no it's very cool songs s-o-n-g Z-A, it's free. Okay. And unlike uh, Spotify or Pandora, uh, you put in, like, music for the evening. Oh. And then under music for the evening, then you'll get, like, several choices. Having friends over, cooking dinner, da-da-da. And then they'll just play music um, to fit your mood. And I've been, we've been using that quite a bit. It's really fun. Uh, I saw that you interviewed Katie Tunstall. I love her. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, that was kind of very cool. Um, I mean, I love, I love Crowded House. I still go back and listen to old Crowded House records. I'm looking on here. What do I listen to? Robbie, <laughs> I love Robbie Williams. Yes. Um, oh, uh, Stevie Wonder. Super Tramp? Super uh, Tramp! Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, okay, that's what I, what I have, like, permanently on my phone. Um, oh, gosh, you, uh, you too. Um, Radiohead. I have very eclectic taste, which is why mm-hmm. this songs of thing is working out quite nicely. Um, that's as cool. far as, you know, like, current pop music, um, Bruno Mars is good. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, gosh, what's uh, uh, Maroon Five? Mm-hmm. I like them. Yes, um, I like looking at them. 
just loved a lot of current uh, pop, you know, I mean, I, I actually, I've had arguments with my, shall we say, muso friends about Lady Gaga. I think she's great. Yeah. Um, I, you know, people will sit there and they can argue all they want that, oh, she's not a real musician. Of course she's a real musician. Of course, yes. <laughs> and, and she's, you know, she invents herself and reinvents herself, as does Madonna, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I... Sorry that happened. That's terrible. Food poisoning on the road. Let's talk about that. Yes, let's talk um, about that. <laughs> I'm in Turkey. Um, you need to make sure when you're traveling, as I have learned the hard way, you need to pack a special little case of emergency stuff. Yes. And in that emergency stuff, definitely always bring Imodium, Pepto-Bismol. Don't forget the Imodium. <laughs> because... You might. I went. I I had a problem in Turkey many years ago, uh, where I got there, and fortunately we did. We had a, a night off, and I had one night to get better. That's it. Wow. And the only thing that's going to cure it is Imodium. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, too much information. <laughs> no, and that's good then, information. <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised how many times people go on the road and they don't have. You know, a little first aid kit. Yes. And you, you need that stuff. Absolutely. And makeup remover. <laughs> How many times have we gone away and forget makeup? And then you soap on waterproof eye makeup. <laughs> and now you go, you go and they have like black eyes. Yes. Like, what's wrong with her? And she's like, I forgot the uh, makeup remover. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Denny, what's next for you? What's 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 happening? What's going on? What's going on? Um, yes. I have some festivals this summer. Okay. Yay. Yay. And um, like I said, I I just started in my head, and uh, you know, by organizing this whole writing thing, I started a new CD because one must keep moving forward. You can't. You know, yes, I'm promoting this CD that you've got and that I love. Yes. Um, and it just, I mean, just came out February 15th, so it's brand new, or 14th, so it's brand new. But, um, you know, you got to keep creating. you got to keep writing. So um, I've set up writing dates. And, and I think the great thing about writing with other people, even if you write by yourself, it's good to have goals. It's really good to say, um, I want this to happen by this time and don't get really bogged down in oh well uh, I can't get this record out until dot 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 just do it get it out there you know put it out there Um, I'm very excited that I now have um, almost 11,000 Twitter followers and they've been really great They've been really, really supportive. So I, I put it out there a couple of days ago that one of my goals is I want to go back to Japan. Okay. I want to play in Japan. Yes. I don't know. I just woke up one day and said, I want to go to Japan. Um, I was there when I played in Cindy Lauper's band. Mm-hmm. We did two weeks in Japan and two weeks in Australia. And I loved Japan. It was great. Yeah. They, they're music lovers there. They yes. love music. So um, now I'm starting to get some feedback through Twitter, um, someone's just hooked me up with somebody. I don't know. I've got to go on there and figure out who that person is. But 
it comes, it comes, I really think you have to build your fan base. Yes. And these days, a lot of it comes from Twitter, Facebook, you know, engage. You have to engage people. That's good and, you know, it's time consuming. And half the time, that's the thing I have asked myself half the time is, oh, maybe I'll get to play somewhere in here when I'm not engaging. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have a bunch of shows, um, you know, I, and, and just writing and, you know, promoting, promoting oneself and promoting the CD and, and playing with other people. I have, uh, some great shows coming up. I did, uh, a thing with a ballet company called Ballets with a Twist. You need to check cool. them out. It's yeah. actually Steve Gabori, the keyboard player from okay. City Lover. Um, well, I shouldn't, shouldn't just call him that because he's a brilliant writer in his own right. Um, but he, he co-wrote some stuff on Kinky Boots on Broadway. Oh, cool. And um, anyway, he uh, his wife, Marilyn Klaus, has a ballet company here called Ballets with a Twist. And every... Ballet has something to do with some kind of cocktail. <laughs> I so I played his, you know, violin on a piece. So I'm doing some of that live with them this summer uh, with the, with the dance company. Cool. They're not having me dance. I have to play. <laughs> um, and uh, and just practicing and playing and enjoying New York City in the summer, which is why you live here. That's right. Amen. <laughs> yeah. But traveling, I, I am trying to, to organize more traveling. Um, you know, I the way I love living in the city is to leave the city mm-hmm. and then come back to the city. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about L.A. I love L.A. I love leaving L.A. <laughs> Well, let me know, seriously, if you ever come into the city, we'd awesome. love to hang with you. Awesome. We'll definitely make it happen. Well, Denny, yeah. thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with me today. You've given just a plethora of information and advice to our readers and our listeners and our viewers. You know, we hit it all, the podcast, the people on the video and the people who read. So <laughs> you've given hey, a lot. Can I, can I say one last thing? Absolutely. That, uh, you know, I mentioned before about, you know, being true to yourself. Um, you know, I, I have, have tried reinventing myself many times and it always comes back to the same thing you can't be something you're not so you know a real a real goddess is someone who is really true to herself and just lets herself be herself and I I really believe that from the bottom of my heart Um, and I also think that a real a real goddess is somebody who tries to find their purpose um, that's the one thing that I've learned from all this yoga business and, and everything else is that if you find what you're good at and you find your purpose, which is not just to help yourself, but if you can try to make a difference. For me, I made that record because I want to make people happy. Mm-hmm. And not everyone's going to get it. But if someone listens to this record and smiles for two seconds and it makes them happy, I achieved my purpose. So I think it all comes down to finding that purpose and sticking with it and just being happy. That'll make you happy. That's so true. 
Thank you so Amen. much. Amen. 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 <laughs> Namaste. Namaste. Have a nice day. I put that at the end of my CD. <laughs> Well, thank you. Namaste. I look forward to connecting with you again. I look forward to listening to many more songs from you and seeing you perform. And I wish you continued love, success and happiness and everything that you're doing. Thank you for tuning in today to listen to our very special guest, Miss Denny Bonet. You can find out more about Denny's music and tours at DennyBonet.com. And while you're at it, why don't you head over to GuitarGoddess.com and sign up for our newsletter, where you can be the first to know all the happenings here at Guitar Goddess Capital. And if you're also just hanging out on social and wanting to connect, you can connect to us on social at Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Guitar Goddess Co. Until then, keep rocking. You're listening to Guitar Goddess Radio with Azena, only on LA Talk Radio.
Thanks for tuning in today to listen to our very special guest, Miss Denny Bonet. You can find Denny and information about her and tours at DennyBonet.com. You can also look for her on Twitter at Denny Bonet. And while you're at it, why don't you check out GuitarGoddess.com and you can find us on the web at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GuitarGoddess.co. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.
different. Uh, I have talked to people who've used taxi, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ta- taxi service. Right. Um, I'm just not sure. Okay. I'm really not. Uh, you know, I'm in that same boat <laughs> as we all are. Yes, we are. And what about like health and spirituality? How do you keep yourself balanced, you know, with your career? Sometimes you're touring, sometimes you're in the studio. You know, there's a lot of of work that a musician does and it's taxing emotionally, physically, spiritually. How do you keep it all in balance? Um I meditate. Okay. Uh about ooh, 3 or 4 years ago, I I got into meditation. And I do yoga uh, probably four or five days a week. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, it's great. It's really very much changed my life. Um, I tend to take classes that are a little less teaching, you know, shall we say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I take classes uh, with a girl named Tara Stiles, who has a thing called Strala Yoga here in New York. And she had a big write-up in... Um, the New York Times as the Rebel Yoga. <laughs> uh, she's a hoot. She she was a Ford model. Uh, she's a model babe. Really, really, really wonderful person. Really wonderful person. She's got a million and one YouTube videos. So I would say, you know, if you want to get into it, look up uh, Tara, T-A-R-A, Styles, S-T-I-L-E-S, and look at some of her videos. She's very down to earth. She's very normal. Um, and... Um, you know, I think you need to stretch out your body and stretch out your mind before you go out there and try to do this for a living because it's a hard living. Yes. No one's going to tell you otherwise. It is tough and it's frustrating. But, you know, there are times that I sit there and I question, why the heck am I still doing this? <laughs> and then I remember, oh, that's right. I do it because I don't know anything else. I have to do it. You have to. You know, what other choice do I have? Well, it just breathes through you. I mean, just your playing is just so organic, and it looks like you're having fun. And that's the thing that inspired me about you and your music is that you look like you're having fun. You know, sometimes you see people, and they're playing, and they're grimacing, and they're looking like, you know, they're concentrating so hard. Yeah, the face. Exactly. It's all about the face. And you, you know. There's nothing wrong with the face. No. I do make the face sometimes. Look at the video. There's a couple of times where I'm making the face. But. But it's a happy face underneath all of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you know, it's it's frustrating. I mean, I'm not going to say that there are times and sometimes I go to bed, you know, I have a good cry, then I go to bed, you know. It's like yeah. we all do it. Yes. You know, you have to do it. But then you've got to pick yourself back up and, and believe in it. Mm-hmm. You, you just got to believe that, you know, that you're doing something that's unique that you're doing something that's special that that even if you're playing the same chords that everybody else has ever played you're doing it your own way you're doing it in your own unique way yes that is so true and tell me what are you listening to these days what's on your ipod (laughs) (laughs) i've been recently i've been turned on to songs I mean, I was oh. using Pandora. Yeah. Uh, and and please, everyone, please request me on Pandora. Please, please, please. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is it just Debbie Bonet on Pandora? We can just request you. D E N I B O N E T. Just do it. Do oh, it. All right. Uh, and they'll go, who the heck is that? Um, <laughs> no. I got to know why you're frozen. I want to get you back. I know. So- I don't know why I'm frozen. Um, video? No. Bizarre. And you can see me, though, fine. Yeah, you look beautiful. Thank you. Well, you look beautiful, too, in your frozen state. <laughs> I don't want to um, be frozen until I'm really frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell you, if you get frozen and you look like this, <laughs> it's great. No problem. Um, okay, what am I listening to? That's a really, really good question. What am I listening to? Keen. I love Keen. Yes. Oh, God, do I love Keen. <laughs> I, you know, that last CD, that la- their last record, um, record, uh, <laughs> if, if it was a record and had grooves, I probably would have worn them off. <laughs> seriously play that CD over and over and over. I love it. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. And then I listen, you know, oh gosh, what do I listen to? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, oh, Songza. I was telling you about Songza. Yes, Songza. Are you familiar with Songza yet? No. It's very cool. Song, S-O-N-G-Z-A. It's free. Okay. And unlike uh, Spotify or Pandora, um, uh, you put in, like, music for the evening. Oh. And then under music for the evening, then you'll get, like, several choices. Having friends over, cooking dinner, da-da-da. And then they'll just play music um, to fit your mood. And I've been, we've been using that quite a bit. It's really fun. <laughs> uh, I saw that you interviewed Katie Tunstall. I love her. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, that was kind of very cool. Um, I mean, I love... I love Crowded House. I still go back and listen to old Crowded House records. I'm looking on here. What do I listen to? Robbie <laughs> Will- I love Robbie Williams. Yes. Um, oh, uh, Stevie Wonder. Super Tramp. Super uh, Tramp. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, okay, that's what I, what I have, like, permanently on my phone. Um Oh gosh, you uh, you too, um, Radiohead. I have very eclectic taste, which is why mm-hmm. this songs of thing is working out quite nicely. Um, as cool. far as you know, like current pop music, um, Bruno Mars is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, gosh, what's uh, uh, Maroon Five? Mm-hmm. I like them. Yes, um, I like looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> say that I just loved a lot of current uh, pop, you know, I mean, I, I actually, I've had arguments with my, shall we say, muso friends about Lady Gaga. I think she's great. Yeah. Um, I, you know, people will sit there and they can argue all they want that, oh, she's not a real musician. Of course she's a real musician. Of course, yes. <laughs> and, and she's, you know, she invents herself and reinvents herself, as does Madonna, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sorry that happened. That's terrible. Food poisoning on the road. Let's talk about that. Yes, let's talk um, about that. I'm <laughs> in Turkey. Um, you need to make sure when you're traveling, 
as I have learned the hard way, you need to pack a special little case of emergency stuff. Yes. And in that emergency stuff, definitely always bring Imodium, Pepto-Bismol. Don't forget the Imodium. <laughs> because you might, I, went on, I, I had a problem in Turkey many years ago uh, where I got there. And fortunately, we, did, we had a, a night off and I had one night to get better. That's it. Wow. And the only thing that's going to cure it is... Amodium. <laughs> Sorry, too much information. <laughs> no, that's, that's good information. <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised how many times people go on the road and they don't have, you know, a little first aid kit. Yes. And you, you need that stuff. Absolutely. And makeup remover. <laughs> how many times have we gone away and forget makeup? And then you soap on waterproof eye makeup. <laughs> Next you go you go and they have like black eyes. Yes. Like, what's wrong with her? And she's like, I forgot the uh, makeup remover. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Denny, what's next for you? What's 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 happening? What's going on? What's going on? Um, yes. I have some festivals this summer. Okay. Yay. Yay. And um, like I said, I I just started in my head and uh you know by organizing this whole writing thing i started a new cd because one must keep moving forward you can't you know yes i'm promoting this cd that you've got and that i love um and it just i mean just came out february 15th so it's brand new or 14th so it's brand new but um you know, you got to keep creating. You got to keep writing. So um, I've set up writing dates, and and I think the great thing about writing with other people, even if you write by yourself, it's good to have goals. It's really good to say, um, I want this to happen by this time, mm-hmm. and don't get really bogged down in, oh well, uh, I can't get this record out until dot dot dot. Just do it. Get it out there. You know, put it out there. Um, I'm very excited that I now have um, almost 11,000 Twitter followers. Woohoo! And they've been really great. They've been really, really supportive. So I I put it out there a couple days ago that one of my goals is I want to go back to Japan. Okay. I want to play in Japan. I don't know. I just woke up one day and said, I want to go to Japan. Um, I was there when I played in Cindy Lauper's band. Mm-hmm. We did two weeks in Japan and two weeks in Australia. And I loved Japan. It was great. Yeah. They, they're music lovers there. They yes. love music. So um, now I'm starting to get some feedback through Twitter. Um, someone's just hooked me up with somebody. I don't know. I've got to go on there and figure out who that person is. But it comes, it comes, I really think you have to build your fan base. Yes. And these days, a lot of it comes from Twitter, Facebook, you know, engage. You have to engage people. That's and, you know, it's time-consuming. And half the time, that's the thing I have ask myself half the time is, oh, maybe I'll get to play somewhere in here when I'm not engaging. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have a bunch of shows, um, you know, I, and, and just writing and, you know, promoting promoting oneself and promoting the CD and and playing with other people. I have uh, some great shows coming up. I did uh, 
a thing with a ballet company called Ballets with a Twist. You need to check cool. them out. It's yeah. actually Steve Gabori, the keyboard player from okay. City Lover. Um, well, I shouldn't, shouldn't just call him that because he's a brilliant writer in his own right. Um, but he, he co-wrote some stuff on Kinky Boots on Broadway. Oh, cool. And um, anyway, he uh, his wife, Marilyn Klaus, has a ballet company here called Ballets with a Twist. And every ballet has something to do with some kind of cocktail. <laughs> I so I played his you know violin on a piece, so I'm doing some of that live with them this summer uh, with, the, with the dance company. Cool. They're not having me down, so I have to play. <laughs> um, and, uh, and just practicing and playing and enjoying New York City in the summer, which is why you live here. That's right. Amen. <laughs> yeah. But traveling, I, I am trying to, to organize more traveling. Um, you know, I, the way I love living in the city is to leave the city mm-hmm. and then come back to the city. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about L.A. I love L.A. I love leaving L.A. <laughs> well, let me know, seriously, if you ever come into the city, we'd awesome. love to hang with you. Awesome. We'll definitely make it happen. Well, Denny, yeah. thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with me today. You've given just a plethora of information and advice to our readers and our listeners and our viewers. You know, we hit it all, the podcast, the people on the video and the people who read. So <laughs> you've given can a lot. I, can I say one last thing? Absolutely. That, um, you know, I mentioned before about, you know, being true to yourself. Um, you know, I, I have, have tried reinventing myself many times and it always comes back to the same thing you can't be something you're not so you know a real a real goddess is someone who is really true to herself and just lets herself be herself and I I really believe that from the bottom of my heart Um, and I also think that a real a real goddess is somebody who tries to find their purpose um, that's the one thing that I've learned from all this yoga business and, and everything else is that if you find what you're good at and you find your purpose, which is not just to help yourself, but if you can try to make a difference. For me, I made that record because I want to make people happy. And not everyone's going to get it. But if someone listens to this record and smiles for two seconds and it makes them happy, I achieved my purpose. So I think it all comes down to finding that purpose and sticking with it and just being happy. That'll make you happy. That's so true. Well, thank you so Amen. much. Amen. 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 Namaste. Namaste. Have a nice day. I put that at the end of my CD. <laughs> Well, thank you. Namaste. I look forward to connecting with you again. I look forward to listening to many more songs from you and seeing you perform. And I wish you continued love, success and happiness and everything that you're doing.